Welcome back to another episode of Be Encouraged, where we are going over how to train a child in the way they should go, giving practical tips to parents to help them be able to shepherd their child in such a way where they're leading them to Jesus Christ. And so today I want to look at specifically dealing with how to have a Bible study or a Bible reading with, for transformation with your children, right? It's not just that we want to go over the Bible stories with our kids. We want there to be heart transformation, that the time that we're spending in the Word of God with our children is actually being effective and changing their lives, right? And so the first thing that I would like to suggest you do, it's a tip for you, is to create a consistent routine, right? Establish a time in the day for family Bible reading together and to create a sense of routine, which will lead to a sense of expectation. One thing that I've noticed as we've done this in our family is that my children actually go and they ask, and they set up for Bible study and they ask me, are we ready to do our family Devo time? Because we have a specific way that we begin our day and then we have our Devo time, then we dismiss and go and go do our family uh, activities or homeschooling, right? As they as they say, but be consistent in um, in setting up routine. It helps your children know and uh, know what to anticipate, and allows them to look forward to that meaningful time together. So so be consistent and create a routine for them. Um, and here's one that's really big: choose an age appropriate version of the Bible. Um, it, it's really hard for kids to understand the King James. So if you're a KJV only guy, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but your kids, it's hard for them to understand. And unless you're going to restructure every sentence so that they can understand them, pick an age-appropriate um, translation of the Bible. There's so many good translations out there. We sometimes use the NLT, the New Living Translation. It's great for kids who um, for have aren't older, right? They have a lesser comprehension level and it's great for them. And even some adults, I would highly recommend if you have a hard time studying God's word in a, in like an old traditional translation, switch over to a translation that best works for you. Now I am no scholar when it comes to understanding the English language. And so one thing that I do is I picked a translation that works best for me because I can read the Bible but it's the comprehension of the Bible that matters. It's understanding what you're reading. So I specifically for myself, I use this Bible and I preach out of this Bible. This is the CSB, the Christian Standard Bible. And I love this translation because I can comprehend what I'm reading. And it's the same thing with our children. We want to pick an age-appropriate translation for them so that they can understand what the Bible is saying and so that you don't have to stop and clarify every single sentence that you're reading. Um. Another thing that, that really helps with the transformation process of, of the Word of God in the hearts of our children is to inter, to have interactive discussion. Ask questions. Encourage them to ask questions. Um, have an open door to discussion during and after the reading time. Allow them to interject and say, well, what about this? Or, or you ask, what about this? One thing that we do as a family, and because we're specifically highlighting the gifts of the Holy Spirit uh, that are evident in um, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, uh, we, I asked those questions. What gift of the Spirit do you see manifested here? What, what, what gift? Is it the gift of knowledge? Is it the gift of wisdom? Like, what gift is being used here? And, and that helps create interactive um, discussion, and it helps them to grasp it, to see. Like, this is an example of God using the gift of healing, the working of miracles. And that's just one thing that we do as a family. But think about questions that you can ask your kids um, and make it an interactive discussion for them because they're going to better comprehend and they're going to be able to express their thoughts about it and uh, 
we should be ready to share our thoughts and insights as well, but allow them to. We need to foster a two-way conversation, and um, this makes the experience more interactive, right? We're not just reading the Bible to them. We're allowing them to interject and ask questions as well. And so um, relate stories to daily life. This is number four. Relate the stories to daily life. Use the biblical example and apply it to life because it doesn't matter how many Canaanites are in the land or Moabites, but what is the application of the story that brings about the heart transformation, right? That's what we're getting to, the application. God's word is living and active, right? It's profitable for us. And so we need to get to those points where we can apply the word of God to our lives and to our kids' lives. So think of application in the story that you're reading, right? Um, and it helps the lesson become tangible for, this, for your kids and for you. Um, encourage reflection. This is, this is a good one. Provide moments for quiet reflection after reading. Ask your, ask your children or your child what they have learned and how they feel about the story. And this helps them internalize the message and promotes personal reflection. It's like meditate on the scripture. When, Paul, when David says, uh, I meditate on your word, right? That is what we're doing. We're, we're pausing and we're reflecting on what we just read. Sometimes what we do as a family with the little kids, and this kind of goes together with allowing um, like creativity with it, is we, we let them draw a picture of what they just heard. And, what, and, and so they do that, and that allows that, that reflection time of what they just heard. How does it apply? Um, and like I said, it helps internalize that message that you just went to. Another one uh, that's really important, and, and I kind of use this with the drawing, is you can use visual aids, right? Illustrations, um, life stories that you guys, that maybe you've experienced as a family that kind of go along with the story of the Bible, right? You can use those visual um, visual illustrations and aids to help with them comprehend and see the application aspect of it, or even the drawing of the picture, like I said before. Pray together. This is very important. When you conclude your Bible reading, don't just go off and not, and not pray. Stop and pray about what you read. How does it apply to you? Encourage your child to express their thoughts, concerns, and gratitude to God in prayer, right? This is a perfect time. Um, this builds the habit of incorporating prayer into their daily lives they, that they might not do outside of the family Devo times. It encourages it and helps them to get that incorporated. And what you'll see is that they'll begin to pray even more. Um, one thing that we've noticed with our family devos is that everybody wants to pray at the end. Dad prays at the beginning to start it off, and then at the end we open it, and everybody wants to pray. Everybody wants to pray. And so this this encourages that and fosters that in your child's life, this, this idea of prayer and the importance of prayer. And then another the thing that I'm going to always hark on and go back to is set a positive example. We need to demonstrate in our own lives our commitment to reading the Word of God for transformation, our quiet times. One thing that I do, um, and I know it sounds crazy with seven kids, is I like to read my Bible and pray right in front of my kids. They can still come up and ask me questions because I'm their dad and I love them, but I want them to know that God is not distant, that I need to go away to some secret location to find his presence, that God is accessible at my kitchen table. Now, there are times where I go and I'll pray by myself, and I'll read God's Word. I do that um, mostly when I go to my church, because um, I'm the pastor. I have the keys. I can go in whenever I want, and I pray at the altar. But there, are, but I set a, an example for my kids in the morning when I'm sitting at my dinner table, and I'm reading, and I'm praying, and they understand that, and they see it, and they see it as valuable to Dad. So set the positive example. This also means demonstrate the fruit of the Spirit to them, too. 
don't just hark on them, but be that godly example of godly character. You are the greatest influence in their life spiritually. So be that, utilize that to point them to Jesus Christ. The worst thing you can be is a hypocrite. Don't be a hypocrite. And then this last one, number 10, if you're going through these, there's a 10 of them, and maybe we'll make a presentation on Facebook so you can see them. Um, a visible, a vis- visible aid for this. Words are hard, but the last one: be patient and flexible. Understand that attention spans vary. Right? I can't expect my baby, who's two years old, to have the same attention span as I do the congregation that I preach to on Sunday mornings. Right? I need to understand that their attention spans vary, and some days may be more challenging than others. But be patient because God is patient. Be flexible. Adapting your approach to the needs of each of your children while maintaining a positive and encouraging atmosphere, right? Don't crush the moment because you become angry with their lack of attention, but try to foster an environment where you're patient with them. And what you'll find is that they'll grow. We've seen this with our own family. As we've stayed in the Word of God, as we've studied, as we've prayed, there's come this hunger and this there's a, there's a funness to the Word of God when we come together and read it. They ex, they're, they're anticipating it. They love the stories, and right now we're in kings, and they love the stories of the kings, and they can see the ones who are righteous before God and how God blessed them and how God protected for them and how God provided for them. And they love those stories. So, so be patient and flexible. Allow them to grow with you because that's what's going to end up happening. Their attention span is going to grow. There's going to become more of a hunger and an excitement about the word of God. But if you go around with anger and bitterness, you're going to quench that real fast. There won't be a hunger and an excitement to come to read the Bible with you. There'll be fear and trembling, and we don't want that. We want our kids to know uh, to enjoy the word of God just as we enjoy the word of God, just as we come to it as that daily source of bread. It's So it is for our kids, and we need to display that. We need to be examples of that, but we also need to be patient with them too. Too. understanding that they are they are at a, a lesser spiritual level than us and we're kind of guiding them and fostering that in their lives so remember god loves you god has a wonderful plan for your life be encouraged continue to do the work of god continue to speak words of life into your kids and see the hand of the lord at work god bless you all